Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. I hope you are rocking it out. It is Monday. It is what we're celebrating as Veterans Day, but yesterday was actually Veterans Day. And Saturday was the 237th actual birthday of the United States Marine Corps. Am I excited? You better believe it. You know, that is the rocking, rocking, rocking thing about this. And I love it because that's the key. That is the key to everything that we do in life. <clears throat> Let me answer one quick email. I know we're going to have a dead spot, but that way this lady won't tell me that I stood her up. It's funny how sometimes people don't pay attention. They get snarky, and I'd wrote her an email and told her, hey, it would be 945 Central Standard Time and uh, or Central Daylight Time, and obviously she's on East Coast time. So she thought that it would be something different, and that happens, but we cannot be judgmental. We just have to realize people get emotional, people get excited. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because it has something to do with today's training. When you think about it, aren't we all emotional when we're building our business? That's the key. We're in Ken Dunn's book, The Most Important Minute in Your Network Marketing Career. This is my training manual that I use with my team because I want them all starting off on the same place. I want them focused on where we're going and what we're doing. We are in Chapter 6. The apprentice gets their license. Wendell Wilkie wrote this, education is the mother of leadership. Totally. Education is the mother of leadership. Now, here's another one that I like, and this is not one that came from somebody else. This is from yours truly. People all the time talk about knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is not. Let me say that again. Knowledge is not power. The wisdom that you act upon from knowledge is power. Knowing it doesn't do you a hill of beans. It's acting upon what you know that will allow you to turn your dreams into reality. And that's the key. And that's why this book is so important if you are building your business. I don't care what business. Hey, here's the thing. This is the common excuse. Well, Troy, my upline left me holding the bag. Yeah, really? You got an internet connection? You got a bookstore handy? You got a library? I I don't like excuses. My pappy always said an excuse is nothing more than a cleverly disguised lie. And you know what? The majority of the time we're lying to ourselves. Okay? That's just the name of the game. We want to blame everybody else for everything that happens to us, whether we're an apprentice, a journeyman, or an expert. And there's no reason for that. Literally, there's no reason for that. The goal is to take responsibility for our actions. Good, bad, indifferent, it happens. Just like this little email I just got with a lady saying I stood her up. I didn't stand her up. I knew exactly what I meant. And if she'd have looked at the area code, she'd realize, oh, my gosh, that's central time right now, and that means it's 845. That's what happens. We all do it. It's no big deal. Listen to what Ken wrote here. He says, as you start to go out and do meetings with your apprentice. Now, these meetings, understand, let me clarify this real quick. If you're just tuning in because you're off work this morning. 
Okay, these meetings can be a webinar, it can be a Skype, it can be a, a hotel meeting, it can be a Starbucks meeting, a one-on-one, a group meeting, doesn't matter what you call it, challenge party, experience party, passport party, whatever you call it, it can be one-on-one, it can be in a group, it's a meeting. You've got to build belief and take action together. This is for you leaders. Your apprentice will be spreading their wings. It's fun to watch. And I don't know if how many of you have studied eagles. Eagles have been a passion of mine probably since before I joined the Marine Corps, but especially since I got in the Marine Corps. <clears throat> and the father, the grown eagle, will pop his little eaglet out of the nest and let it fall. It's flapping its wings. It's building strength. And then the dad eagle swoops down, picks him up on his big wings. Brings them up, puts them back in the nest. Grabs another one, pops them on the butt. Out they go, flapping their wings until they're strong enough to fly. It's the most amazing thing to see. That's what we do with the apprentice that are under our our tutelage, our responsibility. See, when you feel comfortable talking to people, then go do it. See, you as the little eaglet, you as the little apprentice, you're out there flowing. You're saying, I'm getting this down. I'm starting to feel comfortable, starting to feel confident. I think I can make this happen. Do it. And do it and do it and do it till the job gets done. And do it and do it and do it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to flounder. You're going to fail. Somebody's going to say no. But do it and do it. And do it until the job gets done. The sooner that you get out of the nest, the sooner that you become independent, the sooner you'll begin to earn money. I mean good money. Because you'll start to be unafraid. You'll start talking to people. You'll start saying, okay, I'm ready to rock and roll. Okay, I'm going to make it. Okay, I'm going to roll with it. Okay, we're going to kick it up. Okay, we can make this happen. I know I can do it. I don't have to wait any longer. I know I've got the passion. I know I, that's what you have to do. Now, does it all happen overnight? No. It's going to take a little bit of time. It's going to take a little bit to, to, to get going. It's going to take a little bit to, to fire it up a notch. But you can do it. See, when you feel comfortable talking to people... Here's what's going to happen. It's not that your words are going to say anything different than what you said when you weren't comfortable. It's going to be the confidence coming out in the tonality of your voice. That's what's going to make it happen. That's when you're going to start to get excited and you're going to say, wow, I can make this roll. I can rock this thing out. Now, as leaders, as the eagle, as the one that's the, 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 the journeyman or the, or the master craftsman here, the first couple of weeks, not the first couple of months, the first couple of weeks you need to stay close to your apprentice. Now, listen, I'm, a, I'm bad at this, okay, because I want people busting their butt and growing. I don't want them waiting on a product. I don't want them waiting on the website. I don't want them waiting on training. I want them learning, studying, growing themselves. I've got a guy on my team. He got, was all excited when he first joined. He sent me an email saying, Troy, look what the competition's doing. I'm a competitive person. I wrote him back and said, mm, I'm not that competitive. I want you growing. I don't care about what the other team's doing. Here's some books you need to read. Haven't heard from him since. That's going to happen. 
Now, hopefully, he'll start communicating more. But you want to be with that apprentice. You're building your relationship. You're building the friendship. You're growing this thing out, whether you're building locally or internationally. This is what has to do. You have to be building it. Listen to this. When you are meeting people together, this is listen to leaders. I want you to hear this. You've got to be respectful of each other. And always remember, the prospect that you are meeting is likely a friend of the apprentice, so let the apprentice be involved in the conversation. Don't be a, a, a talk hog, okay? Now, at the same time, if you're the apprentice, then let your mentor do all the talking. Now, here's what I mean by that. Let the leader lead. Let that mentor guide you into the conversation. Share your story. What did you see about this company? What did you see about the products? Whatever it is, the, the, the opportunity, whatever it is you guys are talking about. Okay, This will give you a chance to take notes, study the mentor, study the prospect, listen to the questions that are asked. And then remember this. Leadership is the action you take, not the things you say. Leadership is the action you take, not the things you say. See, when you start showing the business to new prospect, sometimes we end up in what I call the scenario of disaster. We start we start trying to, to get off cue. We start trying to ask answer too many questions. Listen, keep it simple. Never change the script. See, one of the biggest mistakes that I have ever made in my life is I get bored with the presentation because I've done it so many times and I try to jazz it up. You've got to remember this. There's always a different prospect. There's no need to change anything. Sure, it becomes rogue to you because you've done it so many times. But you don't need to be changing it. Please trust me in that. If you will get it down, know it in your heart. Listen, this is where I, I, I always, people just get frustrated at me. And the reason they do is because I am constantly focusing in on, on, on sharing with people, and it makes them mad sometimes, because what I don't like is that people will go out there and not think they're ready. Oh, Troy, I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, Troy, I don't know if I'm ready. And I'm going to be like the eagle. I'm going to kick them out of the nest. Say, go do it. See, you've got to stretch beyond your comfort zone. As the mentor, the mentor is going to know when you're ready. He or she is going to know you're going to still make mistakes, but they're going to know when you're ready. It's never going to be a perfect presentation. Ever. But if you get good at telling your story... And you don't get fearful. Listen, when I hear objections, I don't answer objections. I want you guys to know that. You'll, you'll find that I'm one of these people that I just don't answer objections. And the reason I don't is because if I start answering the objection, then I'm validating that the person's concern is real. I can't do that. Now, I know there's going to be some common objections that people make because it's human nature. But I don't chase people, and I don't care about the excuses. It's like, you know what, if you're ready, if this is something that you want to get into, let me know. 
Somebody says, well, I think it's a little too expensive. Yeah, well, it might be for you. But you know what? Sometimes a Ferrari is a little expensive for a person, too. Sometimes people buy an, uh, an Escort instead of an Escalade. I mean, that's just, I can't help it. They buy a Timex instead of a Rolex. Go find out what your health is worth. Go find out if you're happy with your life the way it is. Go find out what it's going to cost you to change it. I can't, I can't do the excuse deal. Is this network marketing? Yes, it is. And if you're going to start getting me some lame brain half-truths that you know about network marketing, let's cut it short. i got other people I need to talk to. That plain and simple. Don't have time for the crap. Listen. You need to use the tools that your leaders have at hand. Okay? Don't don't be doing this crap. Stay focused. Do what your leader says to do. Listen, this is what I learned. I learned this from from Hubert Humphrey many, many, many years ago. I think it's one of the most powerful things he probably ever said. Don't be changing anything until you're making more money than your leader. As soon as you're making more money than your leader, you can change things to your your way of thinking. That plain and simple. But don't do it before then. Okay? You've got to focus on this. Never. This is the one this is the one common denominator probably with all top leaders in sales, not just in direct sales. Men and women that are in sales, men and women that are in marketing, this is the one common denominator. They never stop prospecting, ever. And it's especially true in direct selling, network marketing, MLM, party plan, whatever the heck you decide you want to call it. You constantly have to have your ears open to people. I'm not saying puke down their daggum throat. What I'm saying is pay attention to what's going on. Pay attention to what you want, what they want. What, what is the need that you're hearing? Don't, don't go to your Facebook wall and just spam the crap out of your friends with all your business stuff. Talk about the important things. Move forward. Put up some motivational stuff. I did that today. Write some good articles. Post them out there. This is what you need to be doing. Now, when you're looking for prospects, what do you what 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 how much prospecting time should you be focused on? Here's what I want you to do. If you're making less than $5,000 a month, you need to be focused 90% of your time on on prospecting. If you're making 5 to $10,000 a month, 70% of your time needs to be on prospecting. If you're making 10 to $25,000 a month, 50% of your time needs to be focused on prospecting. If you're making 25000 and up, 40% of your time needs to be in prospecting. Constantly. See, if you want to create duplication on your team, then you have to be the example to follow. The speed of the team will only, only ever be half the speed of the leader. Now, that's if you've done this right. You want to keep cranking. You want to keep moving. You want to keep motivated. You want to keep pushing the team forward. Then you better keep going. There's going to be people on your on your team that are just going to be duds. And that's okay. The more duds you have, the more money you make. 
I don't mean duds in personality. I mean they just aren't going to do anything. You can have a few few studs, few studettes out there. They're going to do stuff, but they're not going to need you very long. They're going to get out there and they're going to kick it up. What's going to happen is you're going to have this gigantic organization of people that you're going to set there, and some people are going to say, why are you even working with them? Because I believe in people. And the more you work with them, the more they'll change little by little. They may never, ever become a stud in network marketing, but I guarantee you they'll become a stud and a studette in their family, at their work, at their career. They may find another career, but they're going to learn what you taught them. See, that's what separates what separates our team, but it's what separates good leaders because they love everybody. They work with the ones. You know, I, I can call up Ken Dunn anytime I need to. Very seldom, and he knows this, very seldom do I call him. I'll email him or I'll text him and say, hey, when you get a chance, just just give me an answer back. Very seldom do I contact Fred Nino and he will pick up the phone anytime I call the reason that I don't do that is because I want them to be there when I do need them, and I know they're busy, and I respect that. I do that with other leaders, too. I don't call a lot of leaders. I just carefully talk to people. Send them a message. Say, hey, get back with me when you can, because things are important, <clears throat> very important. And I want to make sure things are happening the way they need to. See, you as an apprentice right now are on your way to financial freedom, time freedom, health freedom, whatever freedom you're looking for, you're on your way to that. But you have to continue to focus. And you've got to keep yourself motivated. You can't say, well, Troy, I'm on your team and you aren't keeping me motivated. That's not my job. Motivation comes in, in from inside. Accountability comes from the outside. I can keep you motivated. But I will not, I mean, I can keep you accountable, but I will not try to keep you motivated. That's not what this is about. If you expect your team leader to try to keep you motivated, that's not what this is about. What you have to do is go out there and get books and CDs. If you've got a team training site, like like our our site launches, we're a week behind, and that that happens. But we're launching our our team site this week, and we will have boatloads of training, not even motivation. We'll have some stuff on there, but it's going to be coaching and trainability and stuff that needs to be on there. It's not going to be y'all rah rah crap. Going to have some John Maxwell on there. I'm going to have some my stuff on there. Going to have some Tom Hop stuff on there. I'm going to put on the people that know how to help people. It's not about the techniques you learn. It's not about the strategies you learn. It's about you. And if you can't overcome your limiting beliefs, then we got major issues. We're all trained coming right out of high school. Go to college, go to the military, get a job, become an employee, don't become an entrepreneur, don't take the risk, and now you're trying to take the risk. You're an apprentice. Taking that risk means that you need to listen and learn. Over the weekend, as I just lamb-blasted my wall with Marine Corps birthday stuff and Veterans Day videos, I made it very clear. The hardest 90-day challenge I ever ever took started on January 13, 1982, 
didn't end till May, and it was boot camp. Twelve solid weeks. Don't tell me that you can't change your life in 90 days. You can change who you are, how you see life, your perspective, the whole kit and caboodle, but you've got to immerse yourself in wanting to do it. Your why has to be so giant and so big and so passionate that you will take that 90 days to build something, to change you. And that's just the start. I have invested a lifetime in becoming the individual that I am today. And I am so far from where I want to be. I am not the husband I want to be, the lover I want to be, the dad I want to be, the friend I want to be, the the, the networker I want to be, the advocate I want to be, the, the ambassador. The, I am not the person I want to be. But I am better than I was last week because each week I am driving at home, digging deeper, looking for something else. The last point as we kind of close out today is the fact that different people take different amounts of time to truly become independent. I said earlier that I want the apprentice to take two weeks, not two months. But I also understand that sometimes it takes years. One of my dearest friends, Jennifer Sexton, it was, I mean, I think almost six, seven, eight months before she even felt comfortable in doing her own private presentation when we were in A.O. Williams. And today she's a top leader in AdvoCare, rocking it out on her own. Different people take different amounts of time. It's easy to say that that we that we have heard, well, it's easy to say that the only people that fail are the ones that quit. But often, this leaves people thinking, okay, I get it. I just won't quit. I don't, I'm not quitting. I'm going to continue at it, but I still feel like a failure. And here's why. They haven't yet gotten to the level of confidence where they can lead their team. They want to be part of something bigger. Some people are just going to be constituents. They're just going to be followers. They're never going to want to lead. You need to you need to realize that's a good thing. Those are your those are your your biggest fans. Those are going to be the people that are going to rave about you all the time. But you got to put the time in. You've got to get out there. You've got to do something. I'm a firm believer in following the system of the company. With my company, we do passport parties. But that passport party, in my mind, can be at a, in a group setting. It can be one-on-one. It can be at a hotel. It can be on the Internet. It can be on the telephone. I don't care where you do it. Now, it makes it harder because you can't let them taste samples and stuff like that. But I'm telling you, you can make this work. But you got to understand, some people may take two or three years before they sponsor their first person. Others may take two or three months. Others may get three or four people in their first month. Paige and I the other day were talking, and she was going through the team, and she said, "Honey, you know, I've not really focused on the statat, the statistics of network marketing. Is it pretty good that that we've brought in as many people as we have?" And I said, "Yeah, that's really good." I said, "Matter of fact, what's better is that we're consistently doing it month after month. Don't do that. They just they just stop, and we don't want to do that. We want to build something we can all be proud of." You have to develop 
business leadership skills. You have to refine your ability to make it happen. And when you do, the sky will be the limit. Do not smack yourself in the head because it's not growing the way you want it to grow. You grow first, your business will then follow. You grow first and your business will follow. Always has, always will. That's the name of the game. That's the cool part. Tomorrow, Chapter 7, keep your eyes on the prize. That's what's going to make it good. Hey, go out and celebrate Veterans Day. Find somebody. Thank them for the service. If you know of a, of a mom or a dad that's at home and their, their, their spouse is out fighting, their son, their daughter, go today and say thank you. Because it's those men and women on those front lines that are keeping us free. Not just the rest of the world, but us too. Live life like it's an epic adventure. Stay dangerous. Stay strong. And if you're in network marketing, act like it. You've been listening to the Beachside CEO. Heard on the Home Business Radio Network, the voice in positive-powered radio. Bye now.